The Laughter Permitted Podcast is brought to you by Ally. Do it right. Hello, party people. That's right. It's World Cup time. Oh my gosh. So excited. I knocked my mic down. Let's go. Welcome to our special editions of Laughter Permitted. I'm Julie Fowdy. I'm Lynn Ozawi. Jules, how hyped are you right now? It's World Cup. It's World Cup, baby. Let's go. We got one game in. And uh, so what we decided is we're going to bring the Dope Village some World Cup episodes. I mean, why not? Right. So we're going to do this after each game, each U.S. game. And who knows? I mean, maybe we'll have some surprise friends along the way. Who should we have on, you think, Lynn? Well, there was one person we already talked about. Who is that? Taylor Swift. Oh, right. Of course. She's definitely free. I mean, she's having the most epic summer. There's no reason why she just wouldn't come on. And Fan of the team. Exactly. Yeah. Michelle Obama. Why not? Open invitation. Yeah. And then I, I actually think your mom would be fun. <laughs> you know she has stories <laughs> from World Cups. That or my mother-in-law, Ruthie Babes. Oh, get them both oh, on. Good God. All right. We'll set that Zoom up. Right. Okay. Let's do this, party people. Get comfortable listening. It's the Women's World Cup and U.S. wins its opening game. Kick back, relax, and unwind. Let's have a good time finding the joy in life. We're smiling so bright, talking and laughing combined. Feeling all right, get comfortable listening. Let's do this, Lynn. How should we start? We should set the scene. Let's set the scene. This is a unique scene for us. Yeah, because we are at my kitchen table. Yeah. In the house. And actually, it's kind of quiet. Swaggy's mm. not barking. Swaggy's at your... She's She's at my feet. Yeah, she's just right over she's here chilling calming. on the floor. We ran a bit in the, in the backyard post-game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we're doing it at the kitchen table because we all did a little party here. Yeah, we watched the game together. We cooked out. I'm off. Manana. Yeah. Tomorrow to New Zealand. Um, but yeah, we watched it together. First game. Which brings me to a theme I'd like to have throughout this episode arc is where in the world is Julie, Julie Fowdy? <laughs> because you have a travel stretch coming up. I did the math on the game schedule, where you'll be. So every episode, we will give an update of your whereabouts. It is going to be yeah. uh, ever-changing. We've got game two in New Zealand, game three in New Zealand. These are all U.S. games. Then I've, I have to go to Hawaii for a wedding. I mean, I was like, oh, okay, twist my arm. So off to Hawaii uh, f- on the 4th, then a few days in Hawaii, and then back on the 10th, and then back off to Little League World Series because yeah. I actually have to work some. Although I am working a little in New Zealand for mm-hmm. CNN, doing mm-hmm. some light reporting. That might be of interest to people where they can find you during the World Cup. Uh, the CNN morning show. So I'm not sure which days, but mostly the days after U.S. games, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So I'll be doing some CNN reporting. That's our new gig with Turner. But the good news is... I'm doing some sightseeing in New Zealand. I'm going to try their beers. I'm going to enjoy myself. Declan is coming, my son. My sister is coming with her husband. Yeah. So. All right. So we'll, get, we'll give your whereabouts as we go along. And I thought that we could share each game what T-shirt 
I wear because mm. as a fan, this is a very crucial element that you want to bring the right mojo. And for this game, I went Mia Ham, Full Mia Ham. Homage t-shirt. Homage is a brand out of Ohio. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I felt good about it. I knew this was game one t-shirt. For sure. I'm more I have more t-shirts than jerseys. I would I would imagine they're members of the Dope Village have a robust US jersey collection. And you got the bobblehead. Mia Ham bottle. She'll be happy about it. Our this. special guest today is Mia Ham. Yeah. The bobblehead. Yeah, she is our special guest. She will be our special guest on future episodes where she actually talks, I hope. We'll see. Shall we talk the game? Yes. There was a game tonight. So what did you think? Mm, good three points. Very important. You start the World Cup off on the right foot. Literally the last thing I said to Vlatko Andonovsky, the head coach of the U.S. team, before um, they were coming over to New Zealand in their send-off game, I said, what was the lesson you took from the Olympics? Mm-hmm. Like, if you could take one lesson away from the Olympics, he's like, you win that first game. because Oh, did they lose the first game in the Olympics? Okay, They lost 3-0 to to Sweden in a drubbing, actually. So that was a good win. Uh, But, I I mean, you even heard some of the players after the game say, eh, not our best performance. Mm -hmm. And when you watch it, you think, okay. I think a lot of people expected it to be like the first game of 2019 against... Who was that? Thailand. Right. Yeah, the blowout. Won like 700 to zero. So this one was a little tighter than people thought. But to be fair, I mean, Vietnam is compact and they play and they create um, some challenges defensively because they're organized. Uh, But it just it's how when the U.S. has played these type of teams this year, calling a lot of those games and in the past couple of years, honestly, it just feels like there's not a lot of rhythm. There's not yeah. a lot of fluidity. It's choppy. It's not their best performance. Having said that, you look at that as a player and go, okay, there's a lot we can grow on. We build from that. It's fine. We did okay. We got through this, and we're going to grow. And the U.S., as we know, in the second game, does much better when they play against teams that want to come out and play a little bit more. I think Alyssa Nair touched the ball maybe twice right. tonight, the goalkeeper for the United States. So um, I don't think it's their best performance, but Sophia Smith, that's important. Yes. Notch in two goals. So Sophia Smith, we should say that U.S. won 3-0. Three, 3-0, three nil. Three nil. Sophia yeah. Smith, two goals. Lindsay Horan, a goal in the 77th minute. Yeah, yeah, and that was an important goal because it, it, it definitely puts the dagger in. And you feel better about a 3-0 than a 2-0. Just that's how it is in soccer. So you walk away from that and go, okay. So, yeah, I mean, I I think it's important, too, that because I think Sophia Smith is going to be a big player in this tournament. So get that confidence in. I think Trinity Rodman had a quieter game. Obviously, we saw her in the send-off game. She scored two goals to Mm -hmm. rescue the U.S. team from uh, possibly tying um, Ireland in that game. So... Uh, sorry, Wales. So yeah, I I don't know. I think I think there's a lot more from this U.S. team we keep expecting to see. We just haven't seen a lot of it yet. What did you think of the lineup? Well, that was interesting too. Yeah. Well, Julie Ertz at center back. We knew that was going to happen. I couldn't say that in the send off game because 
she had a little injury, so we weren't supposed to say that she was starting in the center back position. Can you explain the difference between center back and where she previously played? Because I actually asked you about that during the game. Yeah, so she was the holding midfielder, the six, and she actually earlier in her career at the 2015 World Cup played in that center back position. But with Becky Sauerbrunn out because of her foot injury and her not making the team, obviously the captain and leader of the team, they felt like they needed a presence in that center back position because at the other option is to go with Alana Cook, who's another young central defender like Naomi Gurma, a very good central defender, but maybe not the presence of a Julie Ertz. So someone who's going to command with her voice, command with the way she plays, mm-hmm. command aerially, which Ertz is very good at. And... It brings a different dynamic for sure. But the issue is, one, Ertz hasn't played center back, and two, Ertz hasn't played. <laughs> she just came back to the team in April. So now you're starting with a whole new different four back than they've ever played this year or last year or the year before. So that's another challenge, uh, another interesting challenge for the United States. Obviously, against a team like Vietnam, it's not going to threaten that much. They, they didn't have much going offensively. But against the Dutch, we'll definitely see more from that center back pairing and Julie and Naomi Gurma. Um, but with Ertz on the back line, you lose a little bit, I think, in that six. Yeah, right? I, I even saw that as the casual yeah. fan, that she's such a disruptor. Yeah, and I even asked Vlatko, you know, well, then you lose a little bit in the midfield, right? When yeah. you don't have that disruptive presence. And he says, yes, but I think you gain more with her settling that back line a little bit. And he knows as you get deeper into a tournament, obviously there's going to be more that they have to deal with than they would in this first game against Vietnam. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's kind of that chess match you play as a coach of like, well, if I move this here and I move mm-hmm. this here, and then you see, you know, when you don't have Rose Lavelle in the middle of midfield, it's a different equation as well. Like I think that hurts this team in terms of fluidity. You see her and Rapino come in, and it feels yeah, like a like little bit more fluidity. Bump up, obviously. Vietnam is tired and so but it's it's a different game when you have a healthy Rose Lavelle. She hasn't played since April. So the last time she played, she hadn't played any in the NWSL. She's been resting and recovering. Mm-hmm. April f- friendlies against Ireland were the last two games she played. Um and so they're just trying to manage her minutes getting back in. So you have some people as we know and every team is dealing with this and you hope okay because the World Cup you get a good four days rest between games that you don't have to manage loads and minutes as much as you did at the Olympics, which was a big theme at the Olympics. So you hope you can build those minutes for a Rose Lavelle, which is exactly what they did today by giving her and Rapino, who's also been injured 30 minutes today. So what would you like to see in the next lineup? Um, I would like to see a lot more fluidity. (laughs) And how does that happen? Everything seems choppy. Everything seems a little bit um, of a struggle. Flat. Yeah, a little flat, a little choppy, just no flow to them. And and I do think, and I mentioned this in the game against Wales, it feels like an Ali Wagner who called this game uh, against Vietnam mentioned it as well. Everything seems a little narrow. So you're... Your wingers, your seven and elevens are wi- are not getting wide enough, I think. So everyone's kind of central. And so what that does is it just plays into the hands of this compact defense that wants to just stay compact. Because if you can if the game doesn't open up, it's when the game opens up, the US thrives in transition and mm. open play because they're fast, they're athletic. But if you keep things tight and compact, then the US struggles a little bit. And so 
The way you combat that is you open the game up by a bigger shape, a wider shape, and you put literally your heels on the chalk and on the touchline. And I didn't see a lot of that. And I haven't seen a lot of that. And that's intentional, I think. But I don't agree with that tactically because it doesn't open up the back line. It doesn't shift defenders. And so um, you're seeing a lot of uh, inside to out runs, meaning from centrally to wide instead of wide and then coming in, like starting wide and then coming in and slashing across. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see against this Netherlands game because there will be a, the owl will be a better opponent. It will be, it will be a, a game with more transition because obviously they're going to be pushing forward and they're going to be attacking and it will open up the game a little bit more. Um, but we haven't seen it yet. Any personnel that you would like to see to get that going in the next game? Well, you saw Alyssa Thompson, who brings the speed that can open up defenses, Mm -hmm. right? Well, and I I don't disagree with the idea to start Trinity Rodman. I don't, Mm -hmm. um, because she has been performing. But I probably would have brought Alyssa in a little bit earlier to, like, to stretch that back line. That's what she does. She stretches lines, right? And maybe she's not starting, but she comes in a little earlier so she can do that. Um, what was interesting, too, is the other difference in the starting lineup was Savannah DeMello, who, a reminder to U.S. fans, hadn't played a U.S. cap, hadn't played a game with the United States team before naming, getting named to the roster, very much like Shannon Box back in 2003. Hadn't played for the U.S. team and gets named to the 2003 World Cup roster. So that was huge, which tells you she's been doing really well in training, and mm-hmm. apparently she did really well in the closed-door game against the Philippines. So. Um, I mean, these are all things they're evaluating and you, you know, we don't see it as a casual observer, what's happening in training, what's happening on the field, how they're doing, feeling all those things. But the most important thing is they walk away and go, hot damn, we got three points. (laughs) It's done. Check it off. Three points. And then if you can get three against Netherlands, you're sitting pretty. Right. And then you can even like go into that last game going, okay, because what the U.S. knows is they need to finish first out of this group, because if they don't finish first, they they face a shitstorm of other teams. (laughs) And they're like, we just want to get out first. Yeah. And then it's a much easier path. So this second game against the Dutch, who they played in the finals of 2019 and and. Netherlands won the 2017 Euros. This is a good team. It's not the same coaches. They've had some transition. They've had their best player is injured in Miedema, um, who is like this incredible goal scorer who unfortunately has, has happened to so many star players, had an ACL injury. Um, so she's not with the team. So it's not the same Dutch team, but it's still a very good Dutch team. Well, this is a good segue into some questions permitted. Questions permitted. This is going to be a Lynn takeover. Oh, good. However, I... Because it is the first episode. Right. Uh, so everyone, send your questions, because now you know. And you send them to afterpermitted at gmail.com. Dot com. Not .org, not .edu, <laughs> dot com. It's very official. <laughs> so question one, I have, I have a few. Question one for me is... You played in four World Cups. What did you learn about approach to the first game of a World Cup? Well, first game is you're a hot mess, right? There's a lot of nerves. (laughs) And especially this team has 14 players who have never played in a World Cup before. And then you have 18-year-olds and 20-year-olds and 21-year-olds. You have a lot of young players. Mm -hmm. So 
Um, as much as they say, oh, I love the pressure, let's go. Hey, there's nothing that you can compare it to. It's this global stage and there's commercials and advertisements and an energy that is very unlike anything they've experienced. So you just have to go through it. I mean, they have a lot of really good veterans on this team that will help them manage that. But getting through that first game, and like I said, getting two goals for Sophia Smith um, is, is, is big because it takes a little bit of that pressure off. Like, okay, I can do it at this level. I'm okay. I'm going to be fine. Um, so yeah. And then most important is, is getting a result in that first game as ugly or pretty as it is. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It's like, okay, we got that out of the way and now we move forward. So it sounds like you just, it's one of those things where the only way out is through. Yeah. And, and you, I think you just always know, like, it's not going to be your prettiest game because there's so many nerves that go with that first game. Um, and especially with a young team like this. So, well, it's interesting you say about the the young team in the sense of it seems like with, with this team, you have a lot of young players and then you have a lot of veterans. Whereas in the past, there was that middle group. So this team doesn't seem to have as much of a middle group. Yeah. There's not, well, I guess you could call like a Lindsay Horan. She seems like Dunn. she's a veteran. Yeah, Don and Ertz, they're veterans yeah, they're now. now. They're veterans, not in the, mid- right? they're in the they middle were, anymore. They were the middle right. before, right? Ertz. Yeah. God, they're all in their thirties now. We're all getting old. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean Lindsay Horan and Rose. Rose is like a tw- like a twenty seven, twenty eight. What's Rose? Twenty eight. Lindsay Horan's twenty nine. I guess you could call them the middle group now. And of that older group, you know, you're you're you you've lost your captain and Becky Sauerbrunn, who brought a ton of stability. And that, I think that's the role of Omega Rapino. When people say, "Well, she's thirty eight. Why is she still on this team?" She can't play 90 minutes. Well, no, you don't need her to play 90 minutes. You need her to come in for 30 like she did today or 20 and change a game in the final moments because mm-hmm. she brings a swagger and yeah. a confidence. And and a uh, she grounds the team, I do think, because when when they are around – and they talk about this. I've heard players talk about this. Like Pino brings a confidence like no other. Yeah. Like you're around her and you feel confident. It's this osmosis that grows from her. So, and and Vlatko under, understands that most most of all. Okay, question two. Because confidence, look good, feel good. What did you think of those pregame suits oh, the team had? Damn. If you have not seen these suits, please GTS it. I I GTS it during the game. Who was the designer? Martine Rose. It was a collaboration with Nike. So the U.S. team had these awesome pregame yeah. tailored suits. Very Italian. The Italians used to do that. And you'd be oh, like, okay. ooh, la, la. Yeah, like, hey. Yeah. Um, swag. Yeah, they got a lot of swag. Uh, yeah, we did not have <laughs> designer suits. <laughs> I mean, I was just happy if I got a jacket. Matching jackets. I remember, like, I had a, I got an Adidas jacket way back in the day, and it said in like little like white font USA. That was it on the front, and I was like, I gotta keep this jacket. Oh my god! I bet it's in your garage. It's got to be in one of those I think tubs. I actually still have. I still have that jacket. It was the first jacket on the very first trip I took with the national team. Wow! And it was a navy blue jacket with red Adidas stripes. Oh, that's and a white USA. And that was it. That's cool. I wonder if it was a windbreaker or more of like a poly. No, it was a windbreaker for sure. Okay. And they were like, "You can keep it." I was like, "What?" <laughs> 
You're giving me $10 a day and letting me keep this jacket. <laughs> I just won the lottery. Uh. <laughs> and now they walk in with their designer suits. And then did you see the sunglasses? I that think was the, part of the... That was part of the kit. Because yeah. some had them on, some didn't. I know Alex rocked them. Uh, I mean, those suits were... I All the words, drip, drip, fire. They looked good. You know what else? They're not carrying their boots. They have someone that carries their boots. I thought I saw a little, little no. bags. Oh, no, they're not carrying their boots. Did you carry your boots? We carried our boots. <laughs> <laughs> Quick story, 1999 World Cup, if I have this right, Joy Fawcett and Shannon McMillan cleaned everyone's boots yeah on, did a lot was of it cleaning. was it the whole tournament or was it just the final it was, but it, that sounds about you right. don't remember something i know <laughs> shocker well, well we can get that confirmed we will get them on the podcast they could be guests we could talk about cleaning boots <laughs> i'll tell you what the segues just keep on coming because question three what has the chatter been like on the 99ers text thread well some of them are over there i got a picture from Let's see, Parlo, and who else was in it? Carla Overback, and Lori Fair is over there. Christine's not there yet. Brandy, Tish, Joy, and I think Mac were at a um, a party in Los Angeles. They were like, why are you not coming? I was like, I'm having my own watch party, okay? Oh, they were a party today? Yeah, you up chose, in LA. You chose I this chose over this that? watch party. Aw. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, oh, Joy, Tish, and Brandy. And then Sarah Hess, Sarah Whalen, is with some friends in, I don't know who that is, in New Jersey. I can't read all this. Um, yeah, so everyone's at their little watch parties. Aw. Uh-huh. Which 99er gets the most amped? Uh, oh god ah, that's hard to say I mean it's a lot of like LFGs I was just saying who has the most LFGs with exclamation yeah, points after a lot of all caps maybe Brandy <laughs> Brandy's got a lot of all caps <laughs> a lot of exclamation points well Tiffany Roberts Sahedic is with the team right now as an assistant coach Kate Markraff is with the team Cindy's with the team they're all over there yeah. So we get a lot of those. But, um, yeah, it is fun. Everyone's like, when are you going? When's everyone going? So they're, so not everyone is going, but a lot of them are. Cool. Well, I think we did it. We did I think, it. I think we did our first episode. Episode one's in the book. Of the World Cup. And I... Did, was it longer than we thought? We were trying no, to keep this short and tight. I not, apologize. Uh, no, I think we're good on time. I think this ran. was really a really well-produced episode. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say... I'm feeling so much gratitude right now. Yeah? Yeah, I'm I I'm is it, is it the kitchen table? Is it the fact that Swaggy is not barked this entire episode? She's I, maybe she's, she's feeling Marco. You know why? I ran her like crazy in the backyard chasing soccer balls. Maybe she's feeling my zen mood right now. Maybe she's feeling your Mia Ham shirt. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. Really grateful to be here with you. Really enjoyed watching the game. I'm getting excited for the World Cup, I think doing these episodes too is getting me excited. And most of all, being back with yeah. the Dope Village. Thank you for seeing this pop up on your phone. 
and hitting I've had, play. I've had a lot of um, fans. I don't know if I told you this, Lynn. A lot of fans at U.S. Games come up to me and say, "I'm so sad that the yeah. season is over, and I know you take off for the summer, <laughs> and I get it, but like yeah. I can't wait for the fall." Yeah, there's something so. about this feels. The timing feels right. Yeah. All right, party people, thank you for listening. We will be back after that big U.S. game against the Netherlands. Oof, I'm already nervous for it. I'm going to have to start my band work. My bands, my bands, my bands, my bands. I'm going to start going. Uh, And finally, before we let you go, a huge shout out to our presenting sponsor, Ally, who has been with us from day one and makes this journey possible, not only possible, but They do it in such a great way because they support this women's sports space like no other. So give them a lot of love because we love them indeed. All right, then. For sure. So normally we sing laughter permitted to end episodes and we sing it really well. Really, really, really Really great. Beautifully. I thought we could do the USA chant to end these episodes. We need to explain what the USA chant is. The USA chant is the USA chant that has gone down from generation to generation for all U.S. national team players. So it started because the U.S. were playing in Italy. The story goes, the Italian fans, instead of saying USA, they said USA, USA, USA. They saw your amazing jacket. They saw my blue Adidas jacket with the white letters. Uh, And so we thought that was so cute and funny. That became our chant. So forever the u.s national team is done Usa, usa, usa. uh all right so on three dope village let's go party people from your soul this is what we always say in the huddle loud and proud remember kids loud and proud Usa, usa, usa. oh i gotta keep this jacket